you cannot swim for new horizons until you have courage to lose sight of the shore. William Faulkner episode of Eberron Renewed, an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your dungeon master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode of Eberron Renewed, where we are arriving in Sharn after some crazy things happened. But first, we actually, well, you actually leveled up after last session. You've hit level three. You haven't gained a new level of dungeon master? <laughs> no, no. There's a lot more XP required to gain that level. So yeah, why don't you all tell me what you got? Because level three for classes a lot of times is an important level. So why don't you walk us through what we can expect from your characters? Uh, well, Beric has taken the Pact of the Blade uh, with his patrons. So we'll see what that ends up looking like because that's kind of something I left to you. Yeah. But additionally, his spells are all second level now, so they're even more powerful, Jeff. <laughs> cool. Uh, additionally, he got to pick some new spells, so I have some new new ones set up. And the coming dusk amulet that he carries now allows him three times a day to cast Cure Wounds at whatever level his Warlock spells are. So we have some healing Thank at, goodness. at long last. Uh, we can leave Farland and Charn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid dwarf. <laughs> okay. So I was now able to pick my oath for my paladin. I picked the oath of vengeance, uh, which is to fight the greater evil, basically. Uh, so kind of at, at at all costs, or what am I trying to say? Um, by any means necessary, take out the bad. Um, so with that, I got some, some fun stuff. I got Bane and Hunter's Mark that I can now use. And then it came with some channel, uh, I wrote channel. There's a second word. Divinity. <laughs> channel divinity. Yeah. Channel divinity. Um, which is abjure enemy and Val of in, I realized I can't say this word. Enmity. Enmity. Thank you. Oh, it's like anemone. I don't know how to say it. Val of anemone. <laughs> um, so that is my oath. On top of that, my uh, armor that I'm wearing, uh, I now once per long rest can have advantage on my saving throws. All right. And I got to choose an archetype as a rogue. Um, and I went with one from the uh, Unearthed Arcana. Uh, I chose Swashbuckler. I don't know if it's come up yet in the podcast, but Dex is, was not born on Corvair. He actually spent time on the ocean traveling from uh, where he's from to uh, this continent. And so I decided that he was inspired because he was young and had just had some tragic things happen to him. He was inspired by them pirates and uh, that he, that he, that he traveled with. And so anyway, the, the, mechanically the coolest thing about swashbuckler is that if I hit somebody now, it does not matter whether 
there's somebody within five feet, I always get to use sneak attack. And being level three, my sneak attack is now 2d6 instead of one. So uh, I'm going to start doing some real damage. And then anybody that I attack, I can still use my bonus action to get away from them without provoking opportunity. Swashbucklers are fleet of foot. So go in, do a lot of damage, and then bite. That is exactly exactly the plan. (laughs) Love it. That's awesome. Okay, very cool guys. And I get to sing piratey songs. <laughs> like lots of barrels of rum will be mentioned for the remainder of our campaign. I guess now let's look back on the previous session and why don't you all recap what happened last episode? Train fight. Train train fight two. Yes. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. We concluded the train fight uh, by running all down the length of that train. Which was super awesome. Sweet flips is what I yes. Did. <laughs> lots of lots of sweet acrobatics for uh, two of us. Two of us also discovered that Farlin is a druid mm-hmm. and not just a crotchety dwarf. One of us died. Who was that? I got knocked the f- out. <laughs> <laughs> Family. No podcast. That's got to be. Yeah. So my character was by himself and does not know about the druid. Um, and at some point near the end, just got not clean out and, uh, now knows he's on Sharn and that's about all he, that's about all he's um, got. At the conclusion of the fight, because of, uh, Barrick's actions, uh, of, 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 of physically saving him and then the re- all of us working together to get rid of the threat, the prince has, uh, we, we've got a friend in the Prince now, and he's also a genuinely uh, magnanimous guy, and uh, so that's good. And then um, from a character perspective, watching both of these guys get knocked out during this fight uh, kind of solidified Dex's opinion. I think all of our opinions of each other now, like we we are more a team than we were after we were done with Jacob's missingness. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So, who so else got me. knocked out? I got knocked out. You did in the yeah. in the rear car where we were fighting to rescue Prince Orgav. I very nearly got killed. Oh, um, I, I I was very close to zero, and Eric hit me with a wagon load of damage, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which almost reached the instant kill levels, but not quite. Right. <laughs> and that's it. That's what happened. And we're we're in Sharn now. Yep. And. Um, I have no idea what we're doing here. That would have been a great <laughs> phone call to get. Like, cause like, as I was like going to, yeah. the, to the airport and then like, okay, so just recap what happened. Listen, uh, <laughs> Philip is making a new character. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, where we left off last episode, I, I was describing the just intense amount of noise that is filling your ears as you exit the train and just, the the life of Sharn surrounding you and and really everything you you walk off onto a train platform and it it seems to have been cleared out like clearly people knew who was arriving and so they didn't want just random bric-a-brac standing about and um you see Rukin and Orgev and Barasha exiting the train um Orgev still looks a little worse for wear after what he's endured um, but he once again turns to you all and gentlemen, I, I honestly don't know what would have happened if, if you hadn't been here. Um, Barasha obviously fought valiantly, but there were 
dozens of Warforge. I, I doubt even he could have handled all of them on his own. So I, I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being here. Um, and before any of you can say anything, Rukin just kind of smiles and chimes in. And says, yes, it was quite wise of me to enlist you to come with us. Mm. <laughs> a little noise you made. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what that's got what me. Did it. Uh, wait, wait yeah, yeah. We, just to make sure, just so I know. Orgev is the prince that came uh-huh. on with the Dragonborn, mm-hmm. and uh, Rukin. Hydukin is Rukin. Uh, <laughs> the prime minister of Breland that that hired you to do right, this. Right, the guy that was that know this kind of knows him. No, they're related. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, distantly by marriage. Okay, okay, we are good. All right. So he's, he says that, and uh, gosh, I'm really trying. Like, I'm racking my brain to think of something Dex can say, and uh, it's hurting me. Beric, you know, Beric, Beric's kind of fallen back into the into the patter. It's been a while, but he's he's flying back. Says, it it was, of course, our pleasure, uh, Prince, uh, Prime Minister, and we uh, appreciate the opportunity uh, to serve. And also, thanks for all the help you gave us there on the train, Prime Minister. That was great. Well, if I was inclined to do the sorts of things that you all do, I wouldn't have hired you, now would I? <laughs> um, uh, fair and point. Rukin hands uh, Beric a small sack and says, for your troubles, and walks off. Um, I swear if it's just Skittles, I'm just so mad. <laughs> Dude, I would be so happy with Skittles. <laughs> it's cold. You all have been bad boys. Oh, uh, <laughs> gross. Don't say that with that voice. <laughs> no, that, was, that was not okay. <laughs> um, no, inside you find uh, 600 gold pieces. All right. So you can keep all that for yourself, Beric, or... Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> since we are right here, <laughs> we might ask you. I'll just, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll keep track of this for you guys. <laughs> Thanks. That's um, actually fine with with me if you want to hold on to it. if you want to be our uh, our banker, <laughs> our accountant. I mean, I don't want to do it. Barasha, do you not want me to be the banker? <laughs> well, it requires the ability to count. <laughs> I can Ooh. wait. You said six hundred. Yes. Yeah, I can't count that. <laughs> Barasha kind of walks up and pats Draconos on the shoulder and good fighting with you. Uh, it was a pleasure. Hopefully, our paths will cross again. Obviously, I have to go with the prince to see about his matters and make sure nothing like this happens again yeah we will we'll we'll hang out it'll be great yeah, yeah keep keep the faith yeah <laughs> uh party on dude <laughs> <laughs> brasha kind of cocked his head a little bit and like and him and him and orgev begin to walk off um farlin is the last to exit the train he has a very grim demeanor about him which is just so unlike him um <laughs> but he kind of nods at all of you and oh did he lose his ale in the, the no train there was still a barrel of ale in in the cargo i, okay. I didn't mention that um but there, there's a cargo pickup inside the station so everybody's going to get they, they hire people to unload the train right um baggage claim well um i i hope i can Count on your discretion when you return to Miss Marsh. Obviously, you may have thought you saw some things during the fight that I obviously do not advertise. Hey, listen, Farland, we we can keep a secret. Trust me. Good. Yeah. Discretion about what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Discretion about what? <laughs> 
nothing. 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 Nothing at all. Uh, Draconos, don't. There's nothing to worry your creepy nope. little head about. Nothing at all. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I imagine our paths will cross again. I obviously have my own business in Char, and I got to go make some deliveries. Um, but I yeah, yeah no, hey, you do you, buddy. If, uh, get on your way, and and if you you know what, thank you. And if you need us, find us. If you get any information on the boy, let me know. We'll do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you all are on a train platform in Sharn. You are we in Sharn? I, I don't know how how the uh, the train station goes in because of the Sharn's weirdness. Are we yeah. in Sharn proper, or is it like stop? on the edge of the city or no, you, you are in, you are in the tower. Okay. At this point. You're just, you're not up in the upper echelons, obviously, cause you're at ground level. So you're not in the lower, lower sections, but, but you're in the, okay. the we're lo- still where they're like, there's a lot of tourism board posters. Yeah. And, right. Um, Do they have billboards, a city on the move. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean the, the only real way to exit this platform is through the, the station in front of you. So, all right. Rukin is in there awaiting his things to be unloaded and reading a copy of the Sharn Inquisitive um, and kind of sees you all walk in and nods at you. It's like the it's like a, it's a tabloid. It's right. Like the, yeah. Right. But also his brother publishes it. And that just makes me laugh. <laughs> He's being supportive. All right. Um, <laughs> is Rukin's retinue with him? There, there's a few people kind of standing about at a distance. I mean, he but, doesn't. But not the one that I would recognize. No. OK. No. If you hung around long enough, I imagine he's awaiting some people to welcome him back to the city. But right. for now, he's just sitting around waiting for them to set up his ticker tape parade. I, uh, yeah. All right. So we're, we're there now. We are near Rukin. We're at, yeah. at okay. Um, do, do you guys, do you guys mind if, uh, if, if I try to get us free from him so we can do some more work with, oh, with your thing? Yeah. I imagine, you, I imagine you, he's done with us, but yeah. yeah. Do you want to check or should I check or go ahead? All right. Uh, prime minister, uh, sir, do you have a moment? Mm, I suppose. Great, great, great. Um, now we got, we, <sighs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, an, I'm insufferable. Uh, what can I do for you? Oh my goodness. I thought you'd never ask. Uh, no, prime minister. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't need us while you were here inside the city. And if we were free to do what we, we needed to do, take care of some things, uh, in regards to, um, uh, Jacob and, and researching uh, uh, the, the 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 things we saw in the forest, uh, and we'll we'll meet back up with you for the train ride back. Is that is that well, acceptable? I, I am not returning to Miss Marsh. I obviously am staying here. Um, I, oh, I okay, ass- bye. I assume that you would be heading back to Miss Marsh. I mean, what what business do you have in Sean? Well, remember we discussed what we saw in the woods, and there. This is certainly a place where we can learn more uh, than we could with the six books that Graham has. In mm. this marsh. Mm, very well. Um, the I had intended, I, I told the station master to hold the train for you all to get back on board to take you back to Miss Marsh. So we'll have to make other arrangements. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll do respect, Prime Minister. I don't trust that train any longer. <laughs> it has had some serious uh, <laughs> damage issues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Th- thanks again. And uh, we appreciate the opportunity that you gave us. And, uh, have have a wonderful weekend. Bye. All right. <laughs> have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, sure. I, 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 just, I just I like people to have a good day. Oh, well. Even this douchebag. <laughs>
All right. So now some some information that you know about Crast, just mm-hmm. for the sake of the hunt and trying to track him down. He told you that he fought in the last war and that he was a fairly high-ranking officer in the British Army. The last battle that he fought in was the Battle of Butterfield. Okay. He was injured behind enemy lines, and that's what kind of led him to his faith, was making it through that ordeal. But after that, he had given up the life of a soldier. But you do know he was a high-ranking member of the British military. Barrick's uncle owns a majorite shop. So In Sharn? <laughs> yes, indeed. I think we might, we might be making a trip. We can do that out of fiction, though, unless it's worth doing. Yeah. So, you all are on the hunt for Crest. All right. Um, Which you have not shared that name with either of them. So, they, they just know your paladin teacher. <clears throat> all right. We're free to do what we need to do. Um, and we're here for you, man, so... Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm here for no, I don't. Too. I don't mean oh. like emotionally. I mean we are literally in this place. <laughs> oh, to take care of the things that you told us about. Okay, cool. Um, well, where where do you want to start? <laughs> well, we're supposed to be finding your teacher, I believe, your mentor. Right. Right. Um, I know he's here. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I guess we could ask around. Um, yeah, let's go ask around. Let's let's see. Uh, great plan. Uh, you are fantastic. I don't police. know where to begin. You're such a good police officer. Um, so uh, I guess we could. Uh, I, I I know what he looks like, obviously, and um, I know his name. I guess I could ask a merchant around if he. That's a solid plan. Or maybe uh, since he's, he's a paladin, why don't we find the uh, temple or church or yeah, whatever? What, what church was he attached to? Mine. The <laughs> uh, the 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 the. The white Sil- flame. Silver, silver flame. Silver flame. <laughs> I'm colorblind. You don't know this about, <laughs> about Jacobus? Uh, oh, I guess I should tell you. Do you, do you know his name? Do I don't think so. Oh, his I'm, name is Crast. 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 What? Wot? I say what. It's a funny joke we have. Wamp him. W-O-T? W-O-T-T? All right. Crast Wot. That is a name in your mother's writings. Oofa doofa. She a few times referenced a man that served directly under her named Crast. Whoat. Oh. Crast. Uh, Crast Whoat. Yeah, that's his name. Well, I don't know that this gives us a lead on finding him necessarily, but Crast Whoat served. Uh, under my mother in the war. Oh. Okay, like... Well, I'll just see myself out and let you two go down memory lane again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, are you, you all right, Barrick? Is, is there something we need to be wary of? Did you read something? Not, not that I know of. There's some references in her journal, and I, I, I recall her mentioning him, um, and probably he's in dispatches about this. I mean, if he's... Under her at this battle where she was the main commander, yeah. I would assume that. Um, I mean, his, his name is known amongst circles, um, especially the higher ranking members of the Brelish, uh government and military. Okay. Uh, so. No, I mean, no, nothing. No, she always spoke well of him. Uh, I, I still think probably the Church of the Silver Flame is probably the place to start. But mm-hmm. if that fails, we we might be able to go to my family and 
make some inquiries. Uh, my my grandfather lives just outside the city. He went right by it on the train. <laughs> Is that when you waved? <laughs> you stopped battling? To- yeah. Uh, so if this church fails us, we might be able to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll check and then I guess we'll take it from there. All right. Let's go to the church. Okay. Um, as you all exit the train station, the noise has just gotten louder and the, the city is unfathomably tall. Like you just continue to look up and there Eric doesn't. Well, yes, because you uh, grew up here. Neither does Dex because I have some vertigo issues. <laughs> um, I'm bumping into people because I'm <laughs> staring. Like you can, up. you can barely, once you start walking into the city, it, it's hard to see the sky anymore. Okay. Um, so you would know, Barrick. I mean, uh, the the quickest way to get to the church the of the Silver Flame, which is in the upper wards, uh, would be to get a sky taxi to take you up there. All right. Um, so you you would know where the station was um, to to go do that. Yeah. So I make for the. I assume sky it's a carriage. I'm sorry. Assume it's the Dragon Marked House that runs runs the cabbie service. Probably. Yeah, it would be. Uh, Lyrander. Okay. Lyrander. Yeah. So <laughs> what? House Lyrander is the one who uh, manages all the airships and basically the anything that flies in okay. Oberon. Okay. Um they're a dragon marked house, which means they have magical tattoos that basically imbue them with the ability Birthmarks. to control these things. So, Birthmarks. Sure. Okay, cool. Great. Uh yeah, so I, I look around for the nearest uh kiosk. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Head, uh, you head, whistle. head that way. Yeah. <laughs> stick my hand out into the, into the air. Thaumaturgy and um, the sky. Uh, a sky carriage pulls up on the little platform for you to load into. Where are you going? Church of the Silver Flame. Ah, okay. Up awards. That'd be ten gold pieces per person. Yeah, that seems uh, like monopolies are fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. I mean, we gotta I mean, get there. I mean, is he, is he scamming us? I would know what a taxi costs. No, that okay. that's just standard. Making sure. Inside uh, check. <laughs> okay, so you all load in, and the sky carriage just takes off with speed, and you're flying through the air, avoiding other sky carriages and various flying devices, flying carpets, just How everything. high in the air are we? You, are, you started off on ground level. You're going up probably about <laughs> five to 600 feet. Uh, Demon Boy likes the ground. Yeah. <laughs> once, so, once we take off, you would also see that the st- that the city goes down as well. Like yeah. it's built into river cliffs overlooking a overlooking a river, so it goes way way down as well. So from oh. the bottom of the city, we're thousands of feet up. Oh yeah, see, he didn't know that. So <laughs> like his feet being on the ground, he was fine. Now that I'm seeing everything, I, I'm terrified. Give me a uh, Constitution saving throw. <sighs> Gonna, is he gonna? Is he gonna pee his pants? Eric sort of sees this and goes over the edge, over the edge, please. Uh, a, a ten. You vomit. Oh, all <laughs> over the side of this sky carriage. Like, okay, all over the side though. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. right. I miss my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Eric just grabs one of the horns and turns him out. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, good. buddy. <laughs> Uh, um, hey, you getting vomit on my on my carriage? It's fine. No, th- there's a cleaning fee for that. Five gold pieces. What if I just use my hand? I can clean it. No, I'm not going to land until you pay me the cleaning fee. Not going to land? I'm, so we're going to stay in the I air? Pass him, give him, give I pass him, him another five. Thank you. 
Okay, so he pulls up to a platform in the upper wards. Make a note that that's out of, out of Draconos' deck. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. All, all of this has been. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> they are here for you. Um, <laughs> I guess it's true. <laughs> uh, so your, your feet are back on at least a solid surface on the platform. Um, that's all I need. And it's about a, a three-block walk to the uh to the church of the silver flame it's a fairly tall cathedral-esque looking building that is not hard to spot um as you approach it you see very ornate wooden doors a large stone structure it looks like it belongs in a hilly grassy field somewhere and not in this metropolitan area um but on the the doors you see emblazoned on them actual silver just flames all over the door. Not actual flames, but the the image inlaid with silver. And yeah, the, the doors are there. They typically keep them uh, shut, but they're usually unlocked for the faithful. So once you all walk in, a cleric in very fine robes and a very tall hat um, approaches and says, Welcome to the Church of the Silver Flame. What can we do for you today? Hello. Um, oh, I see that you have... The insignia of our faith on on your shield. Very good. Yes, noble paladin. What 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 brings you to the to the cathedral today? <laughs> I'd just like to say that I'm very sorry about your stroke, sir. <laughs> your, your 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 recent palsy that has left the left side of your face unable to operate. Uh, wait. I'm I'm here and I'm looking for and my friends we're here and we're looking for my uh, paladin teacher and I was wondering if you might have seen him recently. Uh, his name is Crast. Um, <laughs> I have a short memory. I'm sorry. Crast uh, Wa- Wot. Oh yes, yes, paladin Wot. Uh, he has been doing great work in the city. He actually works for the King's Sword now. Um, after, after his... Kind of uh, weird to look for a sword, but all right. Noble, uh... Works for the King's Sword. Works for that? Yeah. Um, is that like the guard, or is it like a sentient like, sword? It's a specialized group. So there's this organization called the Citadel. Sure. It's part King's of the Grealish Citadel. King's Citadel. And there's all these different, uh, factions within it, or departments, Phil, why don't you tell them what the King's Sword is? Uh, the King, uh, the Citadel's like this branch of the army that reports directly to the king okay. instead of to parliament or anyone like that. So it's just royal oversight. And the three branches that are known about publicly are the Shields, which is like the Secret Service. They're bodyguards for okay. the royal family. Swords go on special, any kind of just general special mission for the king. And then the Dark Lanterns are like the CIA. Okay, great. Now I know. Um, and short, and swords, shields, and then dark lanterns. Well, yes. there's the king's wands. Now, I get, there are the king's yeah, wands. Yeah, those yes. are the three that are, are now, regularly known. I guess the dark, well, lanterns, the dark lanterns, lanterns are, are known. Murmuring. You know what? Does Dex know that? That's all that matters, really. I guess because you would have heard of the sword, shield, and wands. Okay, cool, yeah. great, fine, cool. Um, so, 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 Crass works for the sword now. Yes. All right. Um, last I heard, he had been sent on a mission down into the cogs, just investigating. Some Swords of Liberty activity. When was the last time he was here? Oh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, and does he normally go out on trips for a couple of weeks at a time? 
Yes, nothing is irregular. He just stopped by the cathedral to make his donation so he would have the blessing of the silver flame on his journey, which typically paladins of the silver flame do before they go on a quest. Oh. I'm uh, proud of them for that. Uh, how, how much do they normally donate? Oh, you know, it's really what, whatever you can afford, but generally... Oh, that's perfect. It's, what I can it's at least 20 gold pieces for the church. What, like, like, and that's for like a full... Hustler. That's like a full blessing, right? Yes, yes. Okay, what, like... Oh what, my god, what, what give can, 20 of mine. Just, can we move? <laughs> what, what, like, what's a half blessing get me? <laughs> Well, like I'm, I'm mostly blessed, but like kind of. No, you are a student of the silver flame. That there are no half Dex, blessings. Dex reaches into his pocket, drops twenty gold pieces in the mm, hopper. Thank you. No, not directly into your hand. Then <laughs> don't ever make that sound in my headphones again. <laughs> it's like but, whatever the opposite of ASMR is is what, just happened, <laughs> is what just happened to me. But yes, if if you seek Paladin Watt, he is down in the cogs working. Is the last I heard. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, Eric, what's a cog? Upside Draconos. It's close to the ground. Oh, oh, thank God. Wait, like close to the ground, but because it's below it? Yeah. Like we're going under? It's all the way down down towards the base of the towers. Uh, it's it's a very poor part of the city. Uh, a lot of crime. A lot of... Mm. Um, I'm sorry. Your, 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 your holiness, your honor, your highness... Uh, yeah. Okay. Eminence, I think. Eminence. I mean, one of them worked. He said yes. <laughs> uh, is there a way? <clears throat> it's important to us that we find uh, Paladin Wote for uh, our friend here. Um, once we get down to the cogs, is there someplace we should look? Is there, does it, is there a contact down there that we can reach out to? Do you know? Sadly, due to the fact that he works for the King's Citadel, he doesn't share the particulars of emissions with with us in the church. We would love for him to be wholly dedicated to the faith, but we understand. And so, no, uh, we, we don't know the particulars of what but, he's doing down there. Well, sure, sure. I really wish that we did. Okay. But, but uh, it, it really is a question of faith versus versus your civic duty, which is something that people have to deal with frequently. I mean, you look at Thrain, and right. I really so, think they uh, got it right with allowing the faith to lead the people. So people no longer so I guess have the real question is awful decisions uh, of and I'm walking faith away. versus... Beric's down at the other end of the uh, yeah. of the cathedral um, sanctuary already, and he's kneeling uh, at the altar lighting a candle So you have left Draconos yeah. alone to I'm try not, and get like, out of this I'm conversation. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, and I go, I, I go uh, hey, Drac... I, I, I'm sorry. I have to go. I go. Uh, bye. Yes. Don't don't worry about it. Please go do your duty. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to get a blessing out of this? Oh huh? yes. Oh god, that's gonna take forever. Have you heard this guy talk? Oh, silver flame. <laughs> oh god. Please let your cut to twenty minutes later. Wonderful life. It was the eye roll that really got me. The, uh. <laughs> All right. So he blesses you. Thank you. All right. Uh, by the way, you're welcome. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. I, I, I bless you, too. And I no, kind of just catch you a little bit. <laughs> All right. So, Hobbin has got... Do we want to just rappel down? Is that... It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> what if, what if, we, mean, if, if we hold your hands when you turn into a bat? <laughs> can we make it down there safely? I mean, some of the, some of the watch do carry uh, Featherfall wands. So, you could just jump and, and hope. And the, hope. Hope that hope somebody that kindly, catches you? I could kindly want. I could duck into an alley and turn into an Aarakocra. Uh, yeah, yeah, that could work. I mean, I don't know that I can fly, but I could definitely like glide. 
<laughs> no, yeah, so we get a sky taxi, whatever it's called, sky carriage. And well, if we're going or, down into the cogs, oh, I might advise that we do actually pause and obtain some supplies. Okay. As it's, it's rather a, a rough part of town. Well, then, all right, let's do that. Uh, so we go see your uncle? I mean, we can. I was just thinking we'd go buy some potions or something now that we actually have some money. Shopping montage yeah. undercut by... We have considerably less money. Man. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> this turd cost us 25 gold pieces just for showing up. We still got 560. <laughs> That's plenty for, for your armor and, a, and some, yeah. some... All right. So uh, I will purchase... So knock out 45. Mm-hmm. I'm getting uh, that studded leather armor. I'm 99% sure that only raises my AC by one. I, I, I don't have access to any sort of paperwork or anything. Whenever you said shopping montage, my brain instantly clicked on with "Tell her about it, it is by Billy Joel." Dex, so. <laughs> twelve plus decks. Okay, so yeah, that'd be sixteen. And then maybe some healing potions. Would yes, be advisable. I think that's a good idea. Um, I, I think I think they're fifty gold each for just the standard healing potion. Potion of healing, I think is, or maybe it's underage. I don't know. Fifty gold pieces each. Okay. Do we just want to get one each? That sounds fine. Yeah. If you die twice, though, you can't have mine. Oh. You can't. He can't. Oh. Okay. You owe me 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to pay for it for me? No, I was just trying to get the show on the road. (laughs) (laughs) He was going to keep talking until you paid it. I mean, you saw that guy. I know. Yeah, studded leather is 12 plus tech. Okay, great. So there's that. There's nothing that I'm not thinking about that I could purchase, right? Since we're picking things up. Or that, that not I really. Okay. I mean, uh, if you wanted to get a different type of weapon than your axe, you could. But I think it's fancy. Yeah, so it's fun to throw around. Okay. All right. Hey, um, can I throw that? By the way, I don't remember if that's a thing you can do. A one, a one-handed. It won't come back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I throw and hopefully. No, I think hand axes are thrown, but right. normal axes. Uh, are hey, Barrick. Um, so here's a question: uh, Is there anything that I could do? To fit in better in the cogs if we need to. I mean, um, human human is cool. Human is fine. There's plenty of humans down there, right. down in the cogs. I mean, the the city is is well, maybe not majority, but plurality human. You, you right. know that the the cogs it's it's even split between humans, monstrous races, and warforged. They each make up about a third of the population down there. So okay. when you say monstrous creatures, yeah, you are those like me? Are there other people like me? Minotaurs, goblins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anybody that bugbears. I'm excited. Tieflings. So Are there any like hot right. chick I think human will work fine. All right. All right. Want, I mean, if you just feel like, you know, changing, you know, up, sometimes I, I got to chase my bliss. Go down sometimes there as a minotaur. If you want to stay in my truth. I don't think I could be a minotaur. They're large size. Uh, yeah. I could be a hobgoblin, sure, or to. Uh, a mini minotaur, <laughs> or uh, I could be one of those whale people. There are whale people. Yeah, there are whale people. I'm, I, I believe it's you. in the expanded universe. <laughs> I can't remember. No, I can't remember what they're called. But they're for waterborne adventures, and they look like ha- they look. They're they're people with uh, orca cut markings. Oh, really? I'm gonna Google it while we're while we're actually doing this. All right, I'm just gonna stay. I'm gonna stay human for now. I hope to change. Eventually, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay human for now. All right, okay. So you approach the sky carriage fl- platform. Um, oh, and we say hi to my uncle. Yeah. Oh, hello, 
Hello, Beric. How are you doing today? Uncle Varen. What brings you back to the city? I last heard you were in Mistmarsh. Uh, we uh, came into town with, uh, with Rukin. Oh, um, Rukin. He, trying to climb that ladder, I see. He hired us on to keep an eye on security on the train for oh. Prince Orgev, who's coming into town as well. Very well. Good. So, I know, picking up some supplies. We're looking for a, an old companion of my, my friend here. And so... Hello. Uh, well, Crast Wot. Oh, okay. Crast. Uh, I've I've heard that name around. I I don't know him personally, but I've I've heard that name. Uh, supposedly he's out down in the cogs. So we're going to go see if we find him. You plan on going by your grandfather's, visiting the grave, uh, if time allows. Yes. You're here so rarely. I mean, I know. Oh, okay. I know. Well, I mean, I got good luck in your journey. <laughs> and hello, you two. Yeah, great. It's great to meet you. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> nice you, accoutrement. Um, that whole, as we're kind of leaving, the whole like visiting the grave thing, like you could do that any time, right? Like, it's not getting any debtor or. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, cause remember, like, it's the way that he made it sound like it, it was like a time thing. Hey, Drag, hey, Dra- maybe, maybe not. I'm not here very often. Oh. Yeah, we've known him for months, right? And he's never gone to Sharn in the time that we've known him. Oh, I guess that's true. I just thought you were from here. Yeah, I am. Oh. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> okay, so at the Sky Carriage he's platform, <laughs> a Sky Carriage pulls up and, hey, hey, it's you three again. Where are you going now? The Cogs. The Cogs? Why are you going down to the Cogs? We're looking for someone. And that's where he is. So All it seems right. like the best place to go. Well, that's a bad part of town. I'm going to need 30 gold pieces per person. Oh, I'll take you down to the take you down to Tavrick's Landing, one level up for 10. But if you want me to take you straight to the Cogs. Do I know how long it would take us to walk from Tavrick's Landing? About an hour to walk. I'm good with, like, climbing down things. It's the up that I, I don't do well. So All right. Let's, wanted to falling this. is okay. Let's just save fly. 60 gold pieces and hand wave an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all right. All right. Well, Tavik's landing then. We'll yeah. make our all way All right. Down 10 gold pieces. Keep your lunch in your gut. Oh, it's all gone now. So Okay. So as you all. You want uh, to stop for some street meat on our way? Oh, gosh. Uh, no, 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 thank you. Um, as you all get into the sky carriage, as soon as you're sitting Barrick's down. Barrick's trying to work one up now just to piss this guy off because he does not like his attitude. Um, it's almost like the the magic that's causing this thing to stay in the air dr- like goes away as it just drops and starts <laughs> falling and avoiding. Um, Remember how I said I was fine with going down? <laughs> I swear to Christ, if you Constitution no. saving throw. Well, was like, if you yarts again. I don't have anything to throw up. <laughs> I found something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of even grosser because as you turn your head, the vomit just like stays in the air as you all free fall. Um, <laughs> so, um, but luckily none gets on the cab because you're in a free fall. So probably we'll get on somebody's you're cab. You're welcome. But no, I, my, my hope is that it, we fall at a much faster rate. <laughs> and as we're getting out, it all just lands on this driver. Can we have that happen, please? What do I have to, do I have to roll? Barrett is, Barrett is actually troubled by this guy's attitude. And so he has removed one of his gloves and has just got his hand out and right, resting on the nice. outer side of the taxi as we're going down, but low enough to be not immediately noticeable. Okay. Um. Yeah, screw this guy just trying to do his job. <laughs> God, aristocracy. Um, and then finally, once you get down to Tavrick's Landing, 
um, all of a sudden the magic kind of reignites and you just kind of woof um, as you stop near a platform and he pulls in and stops like, all right, thanks for riding. Thanks for keeping my cab clean. And you all get out. And after a second later, just yeah. all on his head. Yeah. Get back here. No, I'm going. Man, I, guys, we've done 40 minutes. And the only thing that has happened is Yart's based humor. <laughs> but hey, it paid off in the end, right? We got him in the end. Man. Okay. All right. So what, what do we know about Tavericks? Tavits? Tavericks Landing. Um, it, it's lower class. It's not as destitute as the Cogs is. Um, but there's a lot of like seedier businesses like uh, brothels, casinos, things of that nature. This is where people go to to do the things that even if they're upper class, they don't want people to know about. All right. They're, I mean, what stays what what what, what stays in Tavik's Landing happens. <laughs> nearly there. Yeah, nearly there. All right. Let's just let's just let's just, it. let's just walk. Let's just get down. Okay. Guys. No, that's fine. Right. Um, so as you enter the cogs. Um, just the the smell of sulfur and smoke hangs in the air, um, and there's actually throughout sections of the cogs. Once you get down there, rip, literal literal rivers of lava flowing around with like magical bridges that are protected from the heat going over them, um, and you see just all kinds of people around and people. I mean, you see probably every 10 steps you take, there's another beggar just sitting there with their hat in hand, primarily Warforged, that are that are sitting around trying to get some assistance. It, there's, uh, I drop in a gold piece. Thank you for your kindness. Everbright torches are everywhere providing dim lighting throughout, but you cannot see the sky at all at this point. You are underground. Oh, okay. And, yeah, you see orcs, shifters, goblins, um, just everywhere. All right. As you're walking, um, Wait, shifters, the the race, the, yes, the, the yes. UA race, not meaning shapeshifters like no, no, like ha- half werewolves. Gotcha. Barrick, as you're walking through the streets, time stops. Draconos and uh, Dex are frozen mid-step. Oh, literally. Like, but you are still lucid, and see something begin to happen. As I'm, I'm frozen midstep. Oh. <laughs> um, this is how Dex walks. Um, in fact, <laughs> it, it was when you went to go. It was when you went to go drop the coin in that Warforged hat, so you can see the coin just hovering midair, and you see movement, but it's it's off a little bit. You know that this is almost like a dreamlike state, as you see a hooded figure exit one of the buildings, but through that like the door opens but it's still closed like it's it's not physically interacting with the world and you see down the street a young drow walking looking very kind of confused and concerned and the hooded figure approaches him and you hear this low rumbling voice say it is good that you met me here it is time for you to help your people and show them the strength that they have. Take this. And you see a sheathed sword pass between the hooded figure and the drow. Go meet with her. There will be a battle soon. You must be there. 
Our plans will come to fruition, Eladrin. And then everything kind of dissipates. Time is still frozen, but you blink. Am I still in the cogs? Like, while yes, all this you, is happening, you are in watching the cogs. this in the cogs? Okay. Yes. Um, as you blink, all of a sudden that hooded figure, as you reopen your eyes, is before you. Is any is anyone else moving? No. Do I see a face? No, there's just <sighs> darkness behind the hood. It is time for you to do what your family could not. Take this. The flame will burn bright and vanquish its enemies. Who who are you? What what are you What are you talking about? What do you know about my family? Your family and I are one in the same. Uh, And he's gone, but floating in the air is a sheathed longsword before your face. And there is this, almost within your soul, a compulsion, desire, not a negative, like, lustful feeling, but just a yearning to take it. Uh... Like you, necrotic energy begins to flow off of your hands up towards it. Uh, I I reach out and grasp the sheath. As soon as you touch the sword, the noise returns to the world. Bar- or lot Dex and Draconos go a couple steps ahead of you, even though you've stopped. The coin clinks into the Warforge's hat. Time has returned, but the sword remains in your hand. I turn around and I say, hey, uh, do you know, Barrick, you're way around? What? <laughs> Where, what? What? Where the hell did that come from? Uh, Barrick just sort of has this stunned look. Um, and, I, and I think <clears throat> you catch just a brief glimpse uh, of his eyes. I think during the vision had gone completely black um, and gradually fade back to normal. Is this normal-ish? Normal well, for him. sure. I mean, he's got black iris, black black irises, but still. Is, Does, is this just him know that? Notice that? No, I, I think okay. probably. I don't know. Roll a perception check, <laughs> pukey. <laughs> Y'all keep calling me demon boy. <laughs> does, this, does this connect to anything I've read in the journal uh, as yet? You recall brief mentions of a hooded figure that would visit multiple figures that have written in this journal because there are multiple handwritings uh, going from kind of an older dialect of Elvish up to your mother's writing and a few in between. And a hooded figure is a constant throughout that. Um, the, The hooded figure is spoken of as a figure of assistance coming in times of greatest need. And the sword is not mentioned? Um, there is mention of a sword that passed down with the older figures, but there is no mention of a sword in your mother's writings. Because my family could not. Interesting. Sword have a name? No is acceptable. I'm just curious. No. You hear, once time has returned, you hear a voice in your head, different from the hooded figure, say, Call it Lewis. <laughs> Who are you? 
Barrick. <laughs> Rowan. I am Cursebringer. And I'm. Um. I sort of look over it. Yeah, and I say, Barrick, what's going on? Where did that sword come from? Any of you hearing a voice right now? No, I'm I'm expecting to hear yours explain what's happening. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm hearing a lot of people. Yeah, much right. hustle, mini bustle. Yeah, okay. Um, we must curse the darkness back by taking the light from those who misuse it. Um... Hey, do I know? I mean, do I know what's? Is it clear to me what's speaking to me? I, you get a sense that it's yeah. it's coming. It's in your brain, right? But the voice is coming from the sword. Okay. <laughs> Does it have lips? <laughs> Does it have a mute button? <laughs> um. Are you Are you all right, buddy? I mean, I'm not. I really need to. Know what's I'm not happening. entirely sure. Okay. What's happening? Um. I'm. Not entirely sure what's going on here, but for a moment, everything seemed to stop. Uh, perhaps we can step out of the street or something a little bit for just a moment. Is there is there an uh, an alleyway or a? I mean, I don't want to just walk into a random store. Feel for weird a, but... talking about this in front of the Warforge <laughs> guy right here. Um. Yeah, there there are multiple alleys or storefronts or anything that you can step into. I look for one that's not occupied by muggers. Give me I'll roll up. Give me get in the way of their their business. Yeah, um, give me <laughs> investigation makes more sense. Okay, that's a seven. <laughs> it hit my you, dice and stopped. <laughs> you, you spot an alley. Excellent. Um, everyone, give me a group stealth check. <laughs> Uh, 22. Six. Okay. Two, two thirds though, right? This <laughs> yeah. is like, we're sneaking and he's like, come with me. Yeah, like, what? Um, Check out this sweet sword. <laughs> yeah. Apparently in my head, you sound like Count Dragon. <laughs> come with me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That tracks. Um, okay. So since it was a group self check, you all managed to duck into uh, the nearest alley that you think looks good. Um, and Barrick relays what just happened. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> time seemed to stop for a moment. Just for me, I assume. Yeah. I mean, I all I know is I was talking to you, and suddenly you had a sword in your hand. It popped into existence. All right. Well, time seemed to stop, and uh, this figure approached me, and you didn't see that. No. no. All right. Well, we see strange things a lot, and sometimes I worry about whether or not I see them. Uh, this happens a lot. Well, I will tell you that you do, in fact, have a sword now, so some whatever you think happened probably happened. Right. And he handed me this sword and said something about my family and him, and I, I don't know. It, it has something to do with the things... In my mother's book, but I don't know who he is All right, um, or what he has to do with my family. But he handed me this sword, and apparently that was not a vision. No, I guess it, 
it's it's here. Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's it's nice. It's shiny. It's nice sword. Like um, so, what do you want to do about it? Just you want to sheath that bad boy up, and we keep looking for Crast. I haven't. And he sort of, at that thought, reaches down and, and pulls it out of the sheath. And <clears throat> I mean, does it look the way the that- blade okay. looks like it is made from obsidian, but even a little bit darker, like light doesn't wholly reflect. How long have you been holding on to this? <laughs> but there are Not that long. veins of red throughout it. Um, like, so. like on, like on folded steel, like on, like that kind more, of thing? more stone esque. Okay. Like, um, yeah, like <laughs> ve- veins of minerals. Well, this is so rad. Does so. it feel like metal? Um, yes, it, it, it has that slick, cool feel of metal um but when you place it go shing when you pull it out of the sheath (laughs) when you place your hand on it it i can't think of the word to describe it the opposite of pulsing like it draws in oh at regular intervals um almost like breathing but a little bit more frequent um but yeah that's kind of i breathe pretty frequently (laughs) well um yeah at least daily (laughs) So yeah, that that's what it feels like when you when you touch it. Uh, I mean, this thing is clearly alive. All right. Well, I I don't think there's anything to be done about it right now or here. All right. Um, so I think our best option is to continue to try and find Crast. All right. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Let's. As you all turn to exit the um, the alleyway that you ducked into, uh, four shifters kind of walk. It's like, looks like we got some newcomers. So, have you all paid your protection fee yet? Uh, actually, yeah, we did up at the top. I paid 20 gold pieces. Uh, oh, you see, you got to pay your protection fee to us. We're the collectors. So, if you paid it to somebody else, you got scammed. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question, pal. Who are we paying for protection from? Us, buddy. You're. We are not the people in this alley that need protecting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice little epic dice toss. <laughs> Barrick. 20. Noise. Draconos. 16. 24. Nice. I get to add plus seven now. Barrick, what's your dex modifier? I get two. My dex and charisma. Roll again. Tell me what the number is. 16. All right. Your epic line leads to you acting first. So what do you do? That's why I said it. I'm I'm definitely going to get to go first. This Um, alleyway is about 20 feet wide. Okay. How far away are they from us? Um, I mean, 15 feet. Okay. You Um, all didn't go too far into the alley, I imagine. Okay, I am going to uh, the the one that was talking the, the the one the one that was chatting us up. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll roll to see first. Okay, that's a twenty-seven. <laughs> I think I hit him. Yeah. All right. So what I do is I take I I, I come in about five feet just to to, to add in my uh, intimidation factor here, and in one motion. 
I, I start to swing the cane as though I'm going to throw it at him because it's pretty far away. And right as I hit, like casting a fishing line, hit that lever, and that ribbon weave comes right out and goes right for his shoulder. Like okay. coming straight down. If, if, this, if this works, he's losing an arm. Okay. And that's 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Okay. So yeah, the, the ribbon weave flings down and just the ribbon turns in just the right way to where it sinks into the flesh and you can see from the just the force of this metal coming down his collarbone gives oh. as it comes down and he just yeah. scream and he just screams in pain and says kill them and yeah i mean he is hurting by all right and i am going to um as my bonus action to to hide okay <laughs> no i'm just kidding no <laughs> thanks buddy no i'm just i guess I don't, it doesn't need to be bonus action i still have movement feet left yeah. right i'm just going to get i'm just going to retreat back with you know to, we're going to f- rally up the three of us okay uh Beric, you are next up all right so they're still sort of at the edge of the alley yeah uh <clears throat> i need the I need one of the the others, not the one that Lyle injured, to make a strength saving throw. As Barrick sort of flicks out a hand and this um, coil of crackling black energy lashes out. Strength saving throw. I don't like that at all. Ten. Okay. So it wraps around him and then Barrick just flicks back and it pulls him ten feet straight towards me. And uh, if they were that distance away, I believe that ends him up within five feet of me. Yep. So he's going to then immediately, uh, it pulses with energy, and he yep. takes one point of <laughs> lightning damage. It's a little like a like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, his eyes get wide as he's pulled towards you, but then like once he lands his feet and just he's like. <laughs> um, and it's it's their turn. And then I bring the sword up into guard. Okay, you hear the sword say, "These are agents of the darkness. Destroy them." And Barrett says, "No shit." <laughs> oh, Voldemort from the first Harry Potter. That, I've been racking my brain about this sword voice. Um. Okay. So the first one is going. The one that's within five feet of you is just going to close that distance. All right. Ten. That is going to miss. <laughs> okay. Parry his attack. Um, the uh, the one that you got with the shoulder thing, I'm going to say he's out of commission for a round. Like he's, if that long, or if that short a time. Mm-hmm. So the other two rush up to each of you. Okay. And these guys, I mean, they very furry faces, but still humanoid in nature, long claws, fangs. And so they both, run and leap up in the air trying to swipe at each of you. Draconos, that is going to be 22. <sighs> yeah. If it was a little bit less, I could have blocked it, but not 22. Four points of damage. Key. So his he manages to get like right on your forearm just where kind of the, the under um, shirt <laughs> for your armor stops. And then Me. Dex... That's going to be a nine to hit. No. So, uh, I mean, you you described the miss to me. So he's in air, claws out, coming down at you. So Okay. Um, all, just, all I do is I take the staff portion of the ribbon weave. And I just bring it up over my head so that 
blocks the Okay. Game. I mean. Very good. Draconos. Okay. So the guy that just uh, got my arm can say, hey, that's not very nice. <laughs> I'm going to take out my axe and I'm going to swing at his head. Uh, well, like right, uh, right at his neck. And 13. Okay. These guys are just wearing clothing, so you hit. Yeah. Right in the neck. And so I am going to... So 11 damage on yeah. that guy. All right. Um, so yeah, you your axe comes in and just like right there where the neck and the shoulder meet, your axe buries. It doesn't go quite as deep as you would like. He managed to see the swing coming and kind of mm-hmm. back off a little bit. So your, your swing slashes rather than burying into his neck, but you still get a good cut in. And next up is Dex. Now... We've had to talk about how Dex don't take no crap off nobody. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is he is John Wayne toilet paper. And so he's going to walk up to the one who's been out of commission for the, the this okay, round. Okay, well, one came up on you that you blocked, so he'll get an opportunity attack if you walk by him. Um, oh, no, because I'd have to attack him to not get the opportunity attack. Um. If you want to, if you want to be awesome, I, I do, I do. Okay, so let him let him take his opportunity attack, and I'll take a little damage, maybe. But um, I'm getting where I'm going. He rolled a one, so uh, yeah. So you, so what happens is he comes at me with his opportunity attack, and I do that thing where I'm not, I don't even look at him, and I just <laughs> throw your fist throw, in throw the, the throw the fist, you know, just the, the 90 degree angle mm-hmm. right yep. into his face. And that's probably an unpleasant sound to hear. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I just keep walking and I walk up to the guy who I assume is on the ground clutching his collarbone mm-hmm. and I stand over him for a second and I roll a 21. That is most certainly yeah. a hit. And what I do is I suck that blade back in. And I just come up with the cane right across his face oh. for, <laughs> for 17 points of damage. Gosh. So <laughs> you don't you don't quite kill him, Aww. but but the the cane just comes down and you feel like the the, the forehead sh- the the shelf over his eye socket give oh. as it comes down and he just lets out this blood-curdling scream and the other shifters kind of stop and look back and see this sight. And the other three kind of look at each other and shake their heads and they just take off running like they're, they're not worth it. If you all would like opportunity attacks on them as they take off, you can. Nope. Um, but I, don't. Um, I lean down and the guy is like, my dude is still, does he run out of my axe? Cause I, is my no, axe? cause you swiped. You didn't. Oh, okay. It. I thought yeah. I was just sitting there. So, uh, so I lean down. Uh, to the guy that's, I'm assuming, yowling yeah. on the floor. And I say, uh, hey, listen, sorry, things got a little aggro there. You touched a nerve, buddy. Um, are you done with the protection racket? Are you going to find yourself some honest work, or are we going to have to keep talking? People do actually hire bodyguards. There's, there's actual real protection work. Barrick, the guidance counselor, <laughs> over there makes a real good point. He just is rolling on the ground and like looks at you through his one functioning eye. Mm-hmm. Says, "Go to hell." All right, I uh, I just kind of pat him gently on the on the on the shoulder, 
and I ask him uh, if he's seen Crass Wote anywhere. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I think that it's a bold uh, move. Con. Let's see how it works for him. No, I just uh, I look I look back. I say, fellas, you ready to keep moving? Yeah, let's let's go. Okay. Yeah. I'm thoroughly impressed by <laughs> what you did. So you you all walk past. I've this learned something shifter. about decks today that's very exciting. <laughs> um, you all, also scary. You all walk past this shifter that's just still howling and rolling on the ground, clutching his right eye. Um, and you walk out back into the street. Uh, you get a sense that maybe some people poke their head into the alley, but screams and the sound of fighting are. Nothing to get worked up over in the cogs. So nobody, nobody is even investigating what's happening. Right before he steps out of the alley, Barrick decides to attempt something that he read about in the early parts of the journal. He just sort of holds the sword out, looks at it, and then just lets go, and it just vanishes. And okay. then he walks out in the alley. I say, we might, we might need that. We could use that. That's helpful. Why'd you do that? <laughs> And he just closes his fist again, and it and it material it like comes down the length of it, like materializes out of out of nothing. I just go, Barrick, that is so cool. <laughs> Everyone, give me perception checks when Barrick did that <laughs> to see if we see him do it. No, no. Okay, um, I got an eighteen. Wisdom. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, uh, all three of you notice that when when the sword is reappearing, it's almost like, and you notice this too, the fabrics of the space where the sword is going to exist open up, and you see just a brief flash of silvery light before the sword comes into being. Okay, so, um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, are you all just going to walk around uh, the cogs, kind of looking, seeing what's happening, or what, what's your game plan here? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, is, is there any, do, I, I don't want to say we, like honest work, but like other businesses is, down here? Is there some sort of knowledge check where we can look around and see if some something, a place that someone like a honorable paladin might frequent so we can go there and ask or rumors of i'm not even going to make you roll for that no there's no place that an honorable person would go down in this part of town well but he's already here so yeah that's what i'm saying like there's nothing there's no mission outpost of of this the the church of the silver flame soup kitchen thing that he might okay (laughs) ask around for rumors of Activity by the King's Swords. Okay, give me a Mm -hmm. uh, investigation. Shady people might have rumors of when the cops are in town. Right. Twelve. Twelve. You you get a lot of side eye glances and um, just you're you're new. They don't know who you are, Um, and you finally come upon somebody that um, says, "Yeah." uh, it's actually a minotaur that I got word that one of them uh, swords was investigating some murders over in Blackbones. Uh, that's all I know. So Blackbones is a district of the Cogs, um, and you you're currently in a different district of of this area. So that kind of narrows your sh- search down. It's a, 
three minute walk to huh. to Black Bones. It's not a long journey. So, but you have a smaller area to right. search. Cool. Thank the Minotaur very politely. <clears throat> You're welcome. Um, what a nice Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you all enter Black Bones, you come upon a crime scene. You see some people standing around. Um, and from a distance, you can spot Crast kind of grimly looking down and you see a warforged uh, body sprawled on the ground at his feet. A site we're very familiar with. Right. The warforged <laughs> body. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what you see from a distance. Um, does it look like he like is he surrounded by people in the sense of like that, that are paying attention to him and this warforged? You, you see a couple other warforged really intent on the scene and things like that. But most everyone else is just kind of checking out what's going on. He seems to be the, the only one with the sole focus. Like he's kind of in that crouch position, looking at the body, just investigating the crime scene. So, okay. yeah, uh, I'm going to start going up. I mean, like I, I'm not going to necessarily like, I figured you'd be like one of those puppies when a soldier come home from I guess it is true. duty. Like, well, I'm, I, I, I'm having trouble picturing what I'm seeing. Like, is it look like he's standing over a dead body? Is that he, he's kind of crouched over a dead body, looking at it? Um, he okay. has he has no idea that you're there. Now, he this, is very focused th- on his work. This is okay. So we don't. This is not a. We have the sense he may have just killed a warforged. This is no. he's clearly investigating a dead no. body. Okay. Oh, okay. Because that's what I thought. He was like just in the heat of battle, and I was no. like, I don't. No, he, his weapon okay, is so not he, drawn. Okay, he's, so he's just there. He's very calm. Yeah. How far is he from me? Um, I would say about fifty feet. You, you all are crossing a bridge over a river of lava at this moment. Okay, when you I'm see gonna him. start out going and like, like, oh, oh, and then like gonna go like 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 a half like where you kind of hop and yeah. then like do like a half run and until like i'm about like 25 feet okay and then i'm gonna go into like a like a like a pretty good solid run and when i'm like 15 well a solid run for like 10 15 feet and then when uh when i'm about like 10 15 feet away from him i'm gonna throw my arms open and kind of stop five feet away. And I'm going to go, Papa! And he goes, oh! <laughs> Hi, Papa, it's me! Sparky? Hey! What's up? Oh, God, that was shrill. Sorry, I don't have headphones on, so I don't know what that sounded like. <laughs> what are you... Sparky! What are you doing here? Looking for you. And you're here. And I found you. What's and up? I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Uh, well, I'm happy um, to see him. Why? What? Why oh. are you down here in the cogs? Why are you looking for me? Well, I'm down in the co- Well, okay. Oh, well, you answered your own question on that one. So <laughs> the reason that I'm looking for you is because uh, where I where where I went. You remember? I went to Miss Miss Marsh and been there for a while. And there was this old lady, and she got this prophecy, and they said um, something about Demon Boy, me, uh, needs to find his maker. That's you, or Shaper, really. Um, fiend Blood. Yeah, Fiend Blood. I, always, I don't know why I always say Demon Blood. Uh, the Fiend Blood needs to find his Shaper, and I assumed that was me, ergo, that was you. And I found you! What? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't expect to see you. Uh, 
Also, do you like my armor? It's shiny. Cashew likes it. Yeah, you. Can I like pull as he's like trying to answer? I cannot handle this right now. I want to. I want to pull Cashew out, and I hope Cashew is as as just as excited. Uh, yes, Cashew squeaks happily and stands up and on I'm his like, hind Look legs. who it is, Cashew. Cashew bursts into flame. Um, <laughs> Crass like a bear <laughs> kind of gets uh, a bit more serious disposition uh, as you're pointing out your armor and strutting about, and it's like, yes, that's very impressive armor, Sparky. So impressive that I'm surprised nobody slit your throat and taken it off your body. Well, why would they do that? Because you're walking around in gold armor in one of the worst places in the world. Uh, oh. Hi, um, hi, uh, sir. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. We're Sparky's friends. Oh, um, hi. Yeah, I don't know how to say this uh, without sounding a bit uh, hubristic, but we're not concerned about too many altercations right now. We uh, we 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 can kind of handle uh, more or less. So far, we've proven. We just, I mean, we did a thing and it was good, but uh, we're here. Because we need to speak with you, and we're willing to take what risks we need to uh, to do so. Okay, well, let me let me wrap up here real quick. I there's been a string of Warforged murders in the Cogs. This happened literally 15 minutes ago. Um, we we just found the body. Uh, so how, how can you tell? It's not like they go cold. Uh, witnesses okay. saw a figure um, attack this Warforged and. You look at the body, and it's a pretty gruesome scene because it's a warforged sprawled out on the ground, but um, one of its arms is missing, and then, like, where a heart would be is hollowed out. Like, its chest is just open. Um, Getting, this has become a very dark episode of Everett. <laughs> yes. well, see, and I feel like part of that was my fault, but you definitely planned this beforehand. <laughs> Well, my brain went to Miss Nesbitt from Toy Story when he said the arm was ripped off. So um, we thought very different things. Um, but I, uh, well, I, I've looked at everything I can hear. Come, come with me. Um, and I think that's a good place to end this episode. Did you do the Law and Order sound? Um, As I'm mid skip because I'm he, skipping he, now. He, pulls, he reaches into his pocket and says. Looks like this Tin Man lost his heart. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> dun, dun. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Eberron Renewed, where the boys have finally tracked down uh, uh, Draconos's mentor. What's his name again, Draconos? Uh, Papa C. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is crassed. So... Yeah, we just want to thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show and telling your friends about it. Uh, we have been very pleased and astonished by the growth that this podcast has had with just the four of us sitting around playing D&D, being dummies. So, yes, thank you. Not so- in that order. <laughs> <laughs> um, we once again want to thank Kevin McLeod at freepd.com for providing all the music that we use in these episodes through his website it's a wonderful library and if you need music for anything that you're producing definitely go check it out it's all absolutely free to use public domain so anyway thank you again for listening once again i am your dungeon master eric i'm philip i'm trevor i'm jeff see you next time